You walk into a store, somebody says, hey, Greg, what's up? But your name is Jeff. What do you think? First thing comes to your mind, hey, maybe I have a, an identical twin. And you know what? Maybe you do. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. My sidekick joins me today. Your name is? What's your name again? I don't know. Where's the sidekick you're talking about? Oh, damn it. It's an old 1990, late 1990s uh, cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those? Oh, the sidekick. The yes, sidekick phone is like a flip. No, it wasn't a flip phone. Like the, the screen like flipped and you can type and it had like a keyboard. I think. Did something slide? Maybe. Yeah. The cover slid, slid apart yeah. and, and it shut, had a keyboard and a screen. Yeah. And you did, held it sideways. Yes. Yeah. Hence the name sidekick. Yeah. That's what I was referring to. Not you. That's crazy. Yeah. All the You're, kids wanted one. I think one had one. Yeah. Somebody did. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't know did. so yeah. much about it. So anyway, that's not what the story's about. It's not about sidekick. No, it's not. Well, let's start. Um, so you can do your timeline, Dean. Oh, okay. I've got to start. I've got it ready. Okay, go. It's summer. Summer. I believe June 2013. 2013. Okay. Bogota, Colombia. Bogota, Colombia. Got it. So two young women, their names are, it's spelled Janeth, but it might be Janet. I think it's pronounced Raquel, but go ahead. <laughs> and her friend Laura. Laura. They were on their way to a barbecue at some friend's house. It's a Saturday afternoon. And so they're, they decided, let's stop at this grocery store in Bogota. Mm-hmm. It's near where Laura lives mm-hmm. in northern Bogota. And Janet knew the butcher at the store because he was the cousin of her boyfriend. His name was William. She thought maybe he would be able to give her them a little discount on some ribs. So, so far we have a Laura and a William who live in Bogota, Colombia. Just unusual. I'm just throwing that out there. And Janet. And a Janet. Okay, mm-hmm. come on. This, I, these are fake names. Janet's boyfriend is Brian. Okay, we're in St. Louis. What's <laughs> happening? Is, this, is it Bogota, Missouri? You sure it's Columbia? I am positive it's right. Columbia. So Laura recognized the butcher right away as somebody she knew from work. Uh-huh. And she worked at an engineering firm named Strikon. Oh, and like so she smiled and waved at him thinking, what Strikon. is he moonlighting as a butcher on the weekends? Because and he's not making enough at the engineering firm. And working for a company that is owned by a super villain. Strikon? For sure that'd be an X-Men. <laughs> That's the, you know, they're making, they're actually secretly manufacturing super villain, mechanical robot super villain, something like that. I'm just throwing it out there sure. as a possibility. But the butcher just looked at her like... Okay, lady, why why are you looking so happy to see me? Huh. And then Laura said, What that's that's William. That's Brian's cousin. What uh-huh. do you you know, what are you doing? And Laura said, uh, no, I know that guy. He works at my work. It's <gasps> why is he working here? This is so weird. This is about clones. <laughs> no. Damn it. And she thought she said the guy, she knows his name is Jorge, and he designs pipes for oil transport. Finally, we have an appropriate name. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Jorge. Jorge. Okay. If you said George, I was going to. So Janet said, 
like I already said, nope, that's my boyfriend's cousin. He definitely only works here because oh. he works long hours. He <laughs> he doesn't have time to in the working butcher anything. department of the supermarket. Uh huh. Laura still thought that is Jorge. Mm. I don't know what's going on, but that's okay. I, maybe he's embarrassed and he's pretending to be William. You're not going to try to do a third doppelganger episode, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. And because he was identical, his his frame, the texture yeah. of his hair. The, the texture of his hair? She was stroking yes, no, her hand through his it. hair tenderly. This is getting a little weird. The look of his mouth and, and you know, a lot of other just little details. You know, you know mm-hmm. when you see somebody, you know. The way he kissed. He didn't just look like Jorge. He was Jorge. Okay. So she had to let it go. They got their ribs and went on their way. So then on Monday at work, Laura saw Jorge... And told him that she met his double over the weekend. Mm. He was a butcher at a grocery store. And Jorge just kind of laughed about it. I mean, what is he going to do? Uh, but he said he, he, in fact, does have a twin brother. What? His, na- his name is Carlos. Uh, but they don't really look very much alike. Oh, So they're not twin. identical twins. Okay. So then uh, about a month goes by and, you know, nothing happens. And a job opens up at the Strikon Engineering or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The supervillains In the drafting department, and she tells Janet about it because I guess Janet was looking for a job. Janet, So Janet uh. gets that job. And so pretty soon she sees Jorge at work, Jorge, who looks exactly like her boyfriend's cousin, So now she knows William. what Laura was talking about. Uh-huh. And she thinks this is weird. They have the exact same brown eyes, the same bouncy walk with the way they kind of splay their feet out and the same big smile. So two out of three are fairly common, but the third one, the bouncy walk. Smile and brown eyes in Colombia, not super nutsy. Well, so she didn't say anything. She, She didn't know him very well. She just started working there, so she didn't really say anything to him. But she did look him up on Facebook, and the next time she saw William, she showed him a picture of Jorge. William just laughed about it and thought, oh gosh, that really is a crazy coincidence. Janet didn't work at Strikon for long. She only worked there for about six months, and then she left. But during all that time, she was thinking about Jorge and William, and it was so weird. So after she left Strikon, she texted Laura a picture of William to show Jorge. She had already showed William the picture of Jorge. Mm-hmm. She wanted to see what Jorge would say. So Laura did that. And when Jorge saw the picture of William, he said, hey, that's me. <laughs> How does he get a picture of me? You're creeping me out. <laughs> In the picture, William was wearing a yellow Colombian soccer jersey. Mm-hmm. Very common. Sure. You know, a lot of people had the same jersey. Jorge did happen to have the same exact jersey, which is why it looked more like him than if he had been wearing something unfamiliar. So Jorge had had this picture, and he showed it to a friend who just, like a co-worker friend who happened to be walking by, Mm -hmm. say, hey, you know, what do you think about this picture? And the friend said, you look fine. (laughs) He thought it was a picture of Jorge. If he had been in a sexy witch Halloween costume that would have been much more impressive and shocking. But now he's the is he is he thinking that's a picture of me or does he know it's not him? He knows it's not him. Okay. Because hmm. when Laura showed him, she said, This is the butcher oh. that Janet thought was you. So Jorge couldn't stop 
looking at the picture. He was so distracted. He couldn't get any work done I that am day. so handsome. <laughs> he was talking to Laura about it in the lunchroom at work. And he was just kind of speculating, like, what could this be? And he was thinking, maybe my dad had another kid mm-hmm. that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. He, his dad apparently wasn't around was, much during his childhood. He was kind of an absentee father. Was his dad Nick Cannon? No, yes, maybe. No. Was it no. Sean Kemp? Any, no, <laughs> wasn't any, no, okay. So Jorge started looking at some more photos on William's Facebook page on his phone. And in one picture, he saw William standing next to a friend mm. and they're both like holding shot glasses and you know pictures are kind of small on your phone he really wanted to get a, a better look at this picture because this picture really caught his attention so he went to his desktop computer at his desk and he pulled up William's Facebook page there because he wanted to get a closer look at the friend mm. who was standing next to William in this picture and when he did <sighs> The whole situation got even more confusing what? because not only was William his double, the face of the friend next to William in this picture looked even more familiar to him than William did hmm. because it was the face of his twin brother, what? Carlos. Carlos. Oh, wait, I thought, okay, so William and Carlos and it's Jorge and who? Uh, we haven't said anything. Oh, we haven't got that. Okay. We're going to have four. I can tell that. Jorge has a fraternal twin brother named Carlos. Yes. Oh, Jorge. Wait. I thought William did. No. Okay. Jorge. Damn it. William is standing next to a person that looks exactly like oh, Carlos. Okay. In, in the picture. picture. Okay. And this is what is has... Uh, I might need Jorge a spreadsheet as opposed a to a timeline for this one, actually. <laughs> or some kind of a tree, maybe? Something like that. Jorge lived with his brother, Carlos, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. was an accountant. And Carlos was the smarter of these two brothers. They both worked at good jobs during the day. Carlos as an accountant, William, or I'm sorry, Jorge in as a pipe. Piping designer. Piping designer. <laughs> that's a very common. But by, by night, you said by the day. By night, they're by super villains. No, superheroes. They were both going to the university to get their degrees. Oh, okay. Night school. Good for them. What school? Just curious. Don't know. University de Bogota. Well, it was in Bogota. Right. So who I'm just going to throw that. Doesn't, doesn't. I don't know if that's a thing, but could be. Probably. They lived in together, like I said, in a duplex uh-huh. in a good middle class neighborhood. One on one side, one on the other. Had a wall between them. That's the way you do it. One that was better than the the little apartment or the little room that they grew up in. Their mom was a housekeeper and she was... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is their father. <laughs> Raising them al- essentially alone because her husband was never around. Hmm. With their older sister Diana in one small room in their grandmother's house in Bogota. Okay. In this one small room, so it was three kids, so it was, the it was mom. Jorge, Carlos, and Diana. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to throw in a white name there. At least one per family, apparently. In the room, they had a TV and a refrigerator, and okay. they but they were able to go to good public schools. Mm. They thought they had a fine life. I mean, they didn't feel deprived of anything, but financially, anyway, they were doing much better now, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. With those pipe design jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. pipe design is lucrative. Don't get me wrong. 
Jorge was able to go to soccer matches when he wanted to, and Carlos <laughs> was fond of clubbing. Okay, all right, Carlos. So when Jorge got home that evening, Carlos was on the phone with a woman, as he did yeah, quite he often. He's a player. You like know what I'm saying? I know Carlos. A ladies' man. All right. Jorge was tr- while he was waiting for Carlos to get off the phone. He was trying to figure out exactly what he was going to say to him about <laughs> their apparent doubles that he had seen that day. So he, he he thinks they both have twins out there, doppelgangers, yes. effectively. So when Carlos gets off the phone, he said, what would you say if I told you I had an, an identical twin? And Carlos didn't say anything. And then he said, do you believe in telenovelas? <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in... I mean, they're a thing, they're a real thing. I think he meant like yeah. the situation, the outlandish oh. situations. Oh, in that's a, is that a, a plot true. twist in a telenovela? I think there's probably lots of secret twins and mm. stuff like that. <clears throat> it's soap opera. I mean, yeah. same same thing that we have here. Not much anymore, but Carlos wasn't one to you know humor his brother and play along with little jokes and you know games and stuff. So he basically just told him, if you have something to say, just come out and say <laughs> it. Carlos, too serious. So. Jorge pulled up the pictures of William and the other guy on his laptop to show to Carlos. So first he showed him the one of William in the soccer jersey, you know, the same one mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Jorge had. And then he showed him a picture of the same guy that looks exactly like him in the butcher shop wearing yeah. a bloody apron, Ooh. which obviously is something Jorge wouldn't be wearing. No, he, Carlos, he, he was very ter- he was terrified of blood. Yeah. Everyone every knew that. Carlos knew that. Carlos was laughed at it because it was ridiculous, but he did recognize the resemblance and, and the weirdness of the whole thing. And then Jorge clicked on the picture of William next to Carlos's mm, double, the one now. where they're holding shot glasses. Carlos immediately pulled back, you know, like somebody pushed him or pulled him. Did he shout, El Diablo, El Diablo? No, he said, who are they? So Jorge told him what he knew about William from Laura and Janet, that William and his brother were from Santander, Mm -hmm. a very rural um, area of Colombia to the north, and they were raised on a farm. They discovered through Facebook that William and his brother were born in late December 1988, the same month that Jorge and Carlos were born. Mm. Jorge immediately thought maybe there was a mix-up at the hospital with there were two sets of twins and, you know, maybe we got mixed up. They didn't say it, but they were both thinking. they, They did talk about that, but the one thing they didn't say was if one of them between Jorge and Carlos which one wasn't really born into their family oh yeah yeah and it they both pretty much knew it would be Carlos because he looked less like the parents yes okay so Carlos, Carlos sorry buddy that's why Carlos is a player Carlos has a different outlook on life he very much did he didn't look like Jorge and Diana mm. their older sister he was a lot taller he was bigger and you know, like kind of stockier, and he, <laughs> he was black, and otherwise, though, no. he had a wider nose and a heavier brow. I'll show you pictures, okay. and he always kind of felt different than the rest of his family. Not not bad, not like he didn't belong, but just a little bit different. And he kind of valued it as him just being independent. It, their mom would play silly make believe games 
with the kids and he, he never was very interested in it. Mm. So it was just the mom and Jorge and Diana that, you know, they would play these games for hours and he was the only one in the family who cared about fashion and he was definitely the only one in the family who could dance. Oh, those things. So the implication is those things are essentially genetic. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't think this, and they had never thought these things because they didn't know their father very well. Yeah. They didn't grow up around him, so they thought, oh, oh. he just takes after, Carlos just okay. takes after their father. And we take after our mom. mom. Yeah. But Carlos was bothered, mm. obviously, by this. He mm. just kind of mm. silently went into his bedroom and closed the door. That sounds like Carlos. Yeah. Jorge tried to make him feel better. You know, he said, they, they're brothers no matter what happens. <laughs> Carlos just basically drop it. Don't and told Jorge, don't bring it up again. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Which I don't think they're going to be able to ignore it for long. No. The next no. day. Otherwise, it's not really a story. No. The next day at the butcher shop, William was working with his cousin, Brian. Cousin Brian. Janet's okay. boyfriend. Janet's boyfriend, cousin Brian. Brian. I, I will need a tree. Brian told you, you just write it down. I know. That's no, no. Brian told William that Janet had showed him pictures of the guys that looked just like him and his brother. I'm gonna tell you, Will William's brother's name is Wilbur. Wilbur? Mm-hmm. Okay. William and Wilbur. That's unfortunate. And William remembered that Janet had showed him a picture of Laura's coworker, Jorge, a few months earlier. But now that there's somebody who looks just like his brother, Wilbur, Wilbur. He's, okay. this coincidence was just getting to be too much. And Wilbur is Jorge? His real twin brother? I'm... No. We're going, I, I, William I've... and Jorge look exactly alike. Yeah, okay. And then the butcher and the pipe designer. So Wilbur and Carlos. So Wilbur is going to be a dark, hulking, wide browed, mm-hmm. uh, buzzkill. But <laughs> likes to go out and party and can dance. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. All right. I, f- I feel like I'm already guessing where okay. this is going. Okay. So now Brian tells William there's another guy that looks just like Wilbur. Okay. So he texted Janet and asked her to send him the pictures of Jorge and Carlos. Mm-hmm. When he saw them, he screamed. He screamed. Ah! Super high pitch, <laughs> girl-like scream. And then he laughed. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a weird... So he knew that he and his brother, they were born out in the country. They were born in Santander, and that's where they grew up. Um, I like that you pronounce it Santander. Santander. I don't know how they pronounce it, sure. to be honest. I just, I'm not going to try. I just like that you pronounce it Santander. Oh, that's how it's spelled. I know. Janet thought, well, maybe uh, you, William, or your brother Wilbur had gotten sick and had gone to a hospital in Bogota when you were babies mm-hmm. or something. So oh, yeah. William contacted an aunt who told him that, yeah, you guys were born prematurely uh, and you had, William, had a digestive problem. So you were sent to the Materno Infantil in Bogota. Mm-hmm. So if uh, listeners, if you're having deja vu right now, because I am, this is very, 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 very similar to an episode that you did a while back, right? What? 
You did an episode just like this. We did the the triplets. The triplets. Okay. But wasn't there also an element with the triplets that they went into a from the country into the city for treatment or something like that? I thought there was something. No, they were all they were adopted. They were triplets were born split up uh, by an evil organization and strike on. Damn it. (laughs) And um, I forget the name of the adoption agency that purposely. Uh, split up twins and they were unusual because they were triplets uh, and then uh, adopted them out to different families and then so they could be studied. Where was it again? I forget. Oh, that's right. That's I remember the, the I remember them Coast, being studied. Yeah, but I remember they were being studied. Yeah. And they, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought there was some element of coming from the country and, and going to the city and that. No. Have no. you told me this story? The story the you're telling me right now? This no. one right now? William Carlos and Company? No. Nope. Okay. I wonder if I've... Okay, never mind. It just I'm I'm getting a, a, a super sense of deja vu, so I wonder if I have read about it and just maybe you have. forgot about it twenty There's years ago. A, an article in the this was nineteen eighty. What, what year is this? Two thousand thirteen, yeah. right? Okay, two thousand thirteen. So um, it was confirmed that they had gone to the hospital in Bogota. So he William then asked Janet to find out where Jorge was born and if it was the same hospital because he was suspecting a baby swap. Yeah. And oh, all- oh! if that's not very soon a reality show, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. It might be 20 years in the making or more, yeah. but well worth it. Well, all of a sudden, this wasn't so much fun anymore. Mm. It wasn't funny and amusing. Wouldn't it be? I mean, I guess it wouldn't be amusing or funny. That's not the right word, but it would be fascinating. It's not... Yes. I mean, it's not. it wouldn't be crushing. It wouldn't be, oh my God, oh no, I'm not... Who cares? You're brought up... I don't know. I wouldn't feel like... Well, uh, you'll find out why some oh. people would care. I mean, I'm not... I have very little... I, I do look like this. I may have been uh, switched at birth from my, <laughs> my, my brother and sister. I don't look like them. I have a very different personality from them. I'm, I'm assuming... I'm now, after hearing this story, I'm assuming that I was swapped out from someone else. I'm going to assume it for now and for the rest of my life. Well, we know that your mother is your mother... Do we, Carrie? Do we? Yes, because you look like your mother. Have we had a DNA test? You have. Okay, you but <laughs> so so what you're trying to imply is that my father is not my real father. I am okay with that. No, I, I'm more than okay. I'm with not that. trying to imply Damn that. It. I know your father's your real father because your brother is your real brother on. Uh, from my mother, from another brother. Wait, what? No, it has been confirmed in DNA. <sighs> Don't ruin it for me. I'm sorry. He's your full brother. If he was your half brother, I would know. <laughs> Carrie, as you know, is an ancestry.com fiend and has. She's the one who found out that my supposed Native American blood was, in fact, Scottish and crushed yes. my self worth, but that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so this Sorry. whole thing wasn't so much fun anymore. No. William knew he had always looked different from his family and wanted a, you know different kinds of life than they did. He wanted a life away from the farm where they grew up. Uh, but And so this day he was not able to concentrate on work and helping the customers. Mm. So he left. He and his brother Wilbur actually lived together in an apartment in the building where the the store was, it was on oh. the third floor. So, so he just both, he just went upstairs. <laughs> both sets of brothers live together. Mm-hmm. They are twenty four. Wait, you said two thousand thirteen. Thirteen plus twenty five. Right? Did I tell you when they were born? Nineteen eighty eight. Oh yeah. So maybe twenty four going on twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
So while he was up there, probably mulling all of this over, mm. Janet texted him back that Jorge and Carlos were born at <gasps> Materno Infantil. In late December 1988. Yep. Mm. So... He had to go down, showed his cousin Brian the text, and then he sat down on a bench at the back of the store and just started crying. Because then now he knew for sure. Aww. Maternal infantile? Materno. So, materno. So baby maternity? <laughs> no, it's like a maternity you know, infant hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Really? So especially mm-hmm. it's just making babies, not making babies, not, let me correct the record. Birthing babies. Birthing babies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And probably postnatal, you know, because hmm. they weren't born Do we there, have those? But they were in, sent there. I don't know. I've never se- heard of just a baby hospital. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. we have children's hospitals, but not. That's different. Yeah. No. Huh. Okay. I mean, maybe somewhere. I don't know. Just a big factory. I mean, we have abortion factories. A lot of Republican Congress people have told us that. Yeah, that big mega. Yeah, mega mega abortion complex. (laughs) It was a joke. But we don't have uh, baby hospitals, so maybe we should think about it. Let's found them. Uh, No, because nobody gives a shit about women and and children. Okay, Carrie. Just get off your soapbox Mm. and go back to the twin swapping story. Let's go. (laughs) Well... His heart was breaking, thinking about how mm. he was going to tell his mom oh. that she wasn't really his mom. Don't tell her. She's old. She's and, a now. She's, she's senile. She's 49. She doesn't know what's happening. Out of her six children, he was the one that she had the closest relationship oh. with. And, you know, he was the one that was sending her money regularly to really? help her. Because, you know, they were very poor farmers out yeah. in the in the. Very rural area. What was his job? He's at the, Hor- the uh, William was a butcher. Butcher, that's right. Mm-hmm. And the only time he had ever could ever remember being upset with his mom growing up was when he realized that he would not be able to accept a scholarship to a military officer training program that would give him an education because he hadn't gone to high school, mm. and he blamed his mom because mm. their parents took him and Wilbur out of school at the age of 11 or 12. Jesus. Because... To work the fields? They needed to work on the farm. Wow. And the uh, the high school was like a five-hour walk from their farm. And there were no roads. So Good there Lord. were no vehicles. There were horses and stuff. So he had to bring a machete to school because they had to use it to get back home by did, cutting through the forest. Yeah, okay. they did use mach- machetes. But so to get to high school, it would have been a five-hour walk. So obviously that's not feasible. Mm. And his family mm. couldn't even afford the expense to, to go to school because you have mm. to pay yeah. fees, entrance fees, buy uniforms. And then in addition, they would have to pay to house him at the school or nearby the school. And they... There was just no way. And then they would also have to do without whatever he could earn Mm -hmm. for them by working on the farm. Mm -hmm. So it just, it wasn't feasible. And he thought she should have found a way to send him to school because he really wanted to to get an education. And he had already been in the military. He had gone into the military and they offered him, he did so well when he was discharged or whatever, they offered him this scholarship to this officer training program, but he couldn't go because he didn't have a high school diploma. Mm, they should let him pass a test, damn it, like a yes. GED kind of a thing. Damn it. I so, bet he could have passed it. So he's sitting on the bench sobbing for about 10 minutes with poor cousin Brian not knowing what to say or do. 
with him and then he just got up and decided uh-uh, get back to work because Brian's awkwardly trying to touch his shoulder <laughs> gently like could you, could you shut it go I, I have to go this is my break so William got back to work later he texted his brother Wilbur who is also actually a butcher at the same store but that day he was working at a different butcher shop mm-hmm. and told him hey you need to come home ASAP and got something important to tell you their apartment must have smelled like a slaughterhouse they could both come home with blood all over their aprons. No, I doubt it. Probably, so, probably raw meat in their teeth still. I'm assuming they're cannibals. <laughs> so when Wilbur finally showed up, William showed him the pictures of Jorge and Carlos on his phone. Wilbur immediately said, so we were swapped. Yeah, he knew. And then he said, you're my brother and you'll be my brother until the day I die. Oh, when he killed him. <laughs> so... That's William and Wilbur. William and Wilbur. William. Okay. So you know, so both of these sets of brothers grew up thinking they were fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. We we have twin brothers. We don't look very much alike. So fraternal twins are basically just like any sibling. Yeah, they don't have the psychic link that identical twins do. No. That we all know identical twins do. Um, they are two separate eggs, two separate sperms. Is Carrie doing a biology yes. quiz lesson now? Okay. What are identical twins, Dean? Identical twins are when an egg splits after it's been impregnated. Is that the right word? After the little swimmer pops his head into the egg mm-hmm. and germinates it. Am I using plant verbiage Fertilizes now? it. Fertilizes it. I prefer germinates. <laughs> and then it splits, and so they, they have the exact same. It doesn't same. split immediately, but yeah. But at some point. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes in the seven and a half month. It splits. It's weird. <laughs> it's like two babies become. It's weird. No, but That's, so anyway, no, yeah, I've you're heard right. it both ways. So, so identical twins, one egg, one sperm, becomes two babies. So they share how much of their DNA? Identical twins, hundred percent, hundred percent. You can't tell them apart. Fraternal twins. Well, you, that means one twin can commit murder because they yeah. always can blame it on the other twin, and, and the DNA test is not going to help you. So my contention is that. Of identical twins, at least one of them is always going to be a murderer. That's just a theory of mine. <laughs> okay. I haven't studied it that well. I don't have any evidence to support that, but it's a it's a working hypothesis. So, how much DNA do you share with your brother? Um, fifty percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I passed the Peapod yes. Meng- Mengel. Mengel. There, there is Mendel. a case of identical twin sisters marrying identical twin brothers. That sounds weird. And swapping, a lot of swapping no, going on. They, they swapping. couldn't tell. Carrie, they could not tell the difference. They but had when no they idea. have babies, and they do all have babies, h- how much DNA do those babies share? I'm not even going to try. It's, it's multiplication. I think they're all like siblings. That's They all, sh- it's, right? It's getting creepier. They would all share the same I think so. DNA. Yeah, that's the not same good. Fit, that's, you know? that's probably unhealthy. Is this Chang and Eng Bunker? It Bucker? is weird. Yeah. No, they're in uh, the South or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember where it was. So although these brothers were raised as fraternal twins, they they are now realizing we're, we're actually identical twins. Mm. We're just raised with, how with does the that, wrong I mean, twin. Are you ever going to get to how they were swapped? How they? I mean, that just seems so weird that two sets of identical uh, twins would be swapped. Do babies, at that age, the babies... I mean, All babies look like blobs. Yeah, they so they don't look enough unlike yeah. 
to tell, but God, you think? Well, and I guess this happens. is this is the pitfalls of having a pure baby hospital because that means they're probably giving birth to I'm going to say 150 babies a, a, a day is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my I've got some stats to back that yeah. up, and so it's much more likely you have some some um, miss swaps, some accidental swaps at a baby hospital than a hospital that just just like a yeah. couple a day. I don't. It depends on what their processes were. This was 1988. I wasn't having babies in 1988, but thank God. When did they start putting tags on, you know, oh, yeah. babies? Well, now they brand them. Now they actually just do a little, a little like a cattle brand on babies. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's true. Now they chip them. So and they go beep and they go beep, beep, and they, and if you walk out the door and your baby goes, that means you've got the wrong baby. You have to bring it back. It has to go beep as you walk out the door. Well, These are facts. And they scan the baby when they bring it into the mom. And yeah. They, Scanner on like the babies. supermarket scanning, yeah. a cube thing. Oh, they had the little gun. Yes, they scan the baby's wristband. They scan the mom's wristband. They scan the dad's wristband. Mm-hmm. And you remember, you had to accompany each baby to the nursery to make yeah. sure that it didn't get switched along the way. As a lark, I tried to take someone else's baby <laughs> just to see if they... And you know what? They, they were successful. They just stopped me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, on December 22nd, 1988, in a poor rural part of Colombia... A woman named Anna was 28 weeks pregnant, Mm. and she went into labor. So this is early. I think she knew she was having twins. Problem was, this was an issue Mm. because she was at least 10 to 12 weeks early, Mm. and the nearest hospital was a six-hour hike (gasps) from their farm. Oh, my God. No roads. So it's not like you could hop in a vehicle. Could you put her in a wheelbarrow and at least get her on, on so she's not walking the whole way? She has to walk by herself the whole way. Could you piggyback well, her maybe? Her could husband you get like a, did accompany her. But oh, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. she had to walk. He walked ahead with the machete. As soon as she got to the hospital, as you would imagine, she immediately had the babies. They're 10 or 12 weeks early. Yeah. So they're like, aren't they they're kind of the size weeks. of a stick of gum? Something like yeah, that. Or with, with, but with arms that. and legs. So get a stick of gum, listeners, and <laughs> draw a face on it, put toothpicks for arms and toothpicks for legs, and that's what babies look like. <laughs> Not really. You could Google it, and I'm sure you could find what a 28-week fetus looks like. Uh, do what I said. Use juicy fruit. Anyway. Or big red. Anna had to stay in the ICU for a little while after having the babies, and... William's aunt said earlier he had a, some digestive issue, and also because they were premature, yeah. they needed to go to Bogota. I don't think they've been having stomachs yet. You have to um, <laughs> attach them to an artificial stomach. <laughs> so anyway, they went to the maternal infantile in Bogota, which was about 250 kilometers away. Mm. I don't know how many miles that is. That's um, less. <laughs> it's like 100 <laughs> plus miles. I'm like 100 miles. Something. So, coincidentally, and as I'm sure everybody can already guess, at the same mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. another mom was having twin boys also 10 weeks early. What? Yeah. So that, see, okay. Same hospital. So now you have four, you're going to have four children here that are much smaller than all the other ones, yep. I'm assuming, right? Because mm-hmm. they're the size of a stick of gum, as we established. Yeah. So uh, your odds against swapping them are now much better. You really don't have an excuse to swap them. Here's four babies that are... You know, but they unlike all, all the other very, ones, but those, yeah, similar. you're right. Those four do look alike mm-hmm. because they're so small and premature. Yep. They look like four sticks of gum. So, yes. hmm. yep. 
That's too bad. It's too bad they didn't use Big Red versus Juicy Fruit because they're different colors and yeah. they could have pulled them apart. Damn it. Well, so all four of the babies were confirmed in the same nursery for a few days. Hmm. Do you remember a no. movie? So this was December 1988. Do you remember <sighs> an eerily similarly plotted movie that came out in June of 1988? That was not a telenovela? No. It oh, was you're a, saying the hospital did it on purpose it because they US saw the movie, movie and they wanted to see if this would work and this would happen. They wanted to mimic, oh my God, this Big is a business. scandal. Remember Big, Big business? business? No, I don't. Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler? Uh, nope. And it was... Was it, that Beaches? Was that the comedic version of Beaches? <laughs> no. Oh. It was very similar because obviously Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin mm-hmm. don't look anything alike. Nope. But they played twin sisters oh, and, okay. who, as adults, meet... Twin sisters that look exactly like them. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito who looked who were their their twins. Their which one set of the twins grew up in the country, so they mm. had country twins and city really? twins, same thing. I remember them in gingham dresses, you know, the the country twins in gingham dresses. And it was big business because they ended up going into business together or something. Oh, okay, I don't remember pies. Pies. They made pies. They made a lot. I don't of remember pies. what it was. Okay. All right. But so anyway, yeah. No, I don't think that it was done on purpose because somebody saw big business. But it is funny. I that do. It happened. I, I, I. Another working hypothesis. Until you prove me wrong, <laughs> we have to assume it's correct. That's how logic works. So purposely swapped to. As a joke, because they saw the movie Big Business mm-hmm. with Ben Miller and Lily Tomlin. Who were the other sisters? I'm going to say Susan Sarandon. No, there was another sisters, right? Well, they had oh, they the identical twins. So. Oh, so it was Lily Tom and Lily Tomlin and Bette Miller. <laughs> and Bette. They didn't get people who just like Lily Tomlin. Okay. No. That would have been much better. <laughs> it's movie magic, Dean. They can do I things forgot. like that. Even <laughs> way back in 1988. I forgot how identical twins works for a minute. <laughs> I do. Oh, you're so funny. Mm. Okay, so now they're realizing, hey, we're, we're each part of a set of identical twins. The way... The men are thinking about the situation and approaching the situation is also kind of evident that Carlos and Wilbur are brothers and William and Jorge are brothers. Again, if you buy the, I don't know. I mean, yes, in this case, it works out that way. But again, there are so many brothers that are very different from one another. Of course. Are there ever, are, are identical twins ever have radically different personalities? Are they, is it pretty normal for identical twins to be very similar in their outlooks and their personalities and yes. things like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird. And, and fraternal twins are just like regular siblings. Yeah, yeah. And there are lots of studies, but it's very difficult, as you might imagine, to study identical twins reared apart. Hmm. Because that's not done. Mm-mm. It's unethical to do it on purpose. hmm so and they also taste the same. The big red twins both taste like cinnamon, and the juicy fruit <laughs> tastes like fruit. No one knows what kind of fruit, just fruit. Well, so what I was getting at was Carlos and Wilbur both didn't like talking about it. They wanted mm. to just drop the whole thing. Let's not even talk about it because we don't know what kind of trouble these. You know, we don't know what kind of people these other guys are. And they're both the not biologically connected. Uh, family member, correct, in their situations. Carlos is not really the child of his mom? Carlos is not really the the child who should have grown up in Bogota. Yeah, and vice versa. And Wilbur... Wilbur was born in the country uh-huh. and stayed in the country. Oh, okay. So, yes. But So he would have been born... Where were Carlos? 
I'm so confused. Carlos and Oh, that's Jorge right, because they, they went to the country. Okay. We're born on. in Bogota. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and William and Jorge were a little bit more, um, you know, they, they were le- a little bit more, they found it a little bit humorous, mm-hmm. and they were laughing about it. They were taking it seriously. But they also wonder if this is based on the movie uh, Twin, <laughs> uh, Big Business. But but they were both very open to meeting. They wanted to to meet each other mm. and soon. So very shortly after this, Janet arranged a meeting for William and Jorge um, that very night after the butcher shop closed. So it closed around nine. So Wilbur kept looking at the pictures, and eventually he decided, "Yeah, I want to go too. So I'll, I'll come with you to meet Jorge." They met at a Chili's. Carlos wasn't going to go. Outland Outback Steakhouse? William was getting kind of nervous about it, so he left work early to go get a haircut uh-huh. and then go change into his best sweater. Which what? Why? I think Wants to impress sweet. his identical... Yeah. Would you or would you not, upon me- meeting for the first time your adult identical twin at the Chili's, would you or would you not start the conversation with, oh my God, you're so good looking? <laughs> You'd have to, wouldn't you? You would. Yeah, I probably would. Jorge was also getting pretty nervous about the meeting. He asked Carlos to come, but Carlos had a date and refused to cancel it. To what? Go. Mm-hmm. That's a dick move, Carlos. Well, he also was trying to ignore the whole thing. He was in <sighs> Not denial. Not a good idea. So. Not a good idea. Just meet the other ones at the Mac and Looney Grill and have a good time. So the meeting was... Look, we can go to Marie Callens if you want to go to Marie Callens. That's fine. at a restaurant. It was going to be in a public square. BJ's? No, in a public square. And so I'm on the almost way, out of, rest, of chain restaurants. So, so when they got to the Red Lobster, what happened? Jorge was going by himself. So uh, along the way, he ran into a friend. So he asked, told the friend what he was doing and asked him if he was, would come along for moral support. And the friend said, Oh, the sure. friend said, pretend he's the other twin <laughs> and let Carlos go on a date. So they got there first. So uh, Jorge's there standing around. You know, very anxiously looking around for you know all the people coming for in himself. And out of the square. <laughs> yes, until he finally sees some people walking towards him. One of the people has his face, so <laughs> like okay, that's them, and also walking like him. Yeah, bouncy so, steps. Yep, he knew it was him. So William and Wilbur were coming, and Brian, the cousin, was coming with them, and Brian was going to record the whole thing on his phone when William and Jorge first see each other. Because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. So first, William... They should have Facebook lived it. When was this? 2013, 2013 still? It's still... Okay. Yeah. I don't think Facebook Live was a thing in 2013. No. But so at first, William stares at Jorge while Jorge kind of looks away, kind of nervously. And then William looks away, and then Jorge looks at William. And it looks very choreographed. Really? Like they're doing this on purpose. Oh, you've seen the video? They're totally not. Yeah. Ah. It was spontaneous. And then they both look at each other and stare at each other (laughs) for a little bit. And then they smile. And then they kissed. Dean, don't be gross. (laughs) (laughs) And then, actually... I'll tell you offline. But in the context of doing this, there's stuff about that kind of stuff. I don't think I want to know about that. So Jorge looked at Wilbur, who is basically his brother Carlos's twin. And you look just like my brother Carlos. Mm -hmm. Wilbur had seen pictures of Carlos who wore glasses. And so his joke was that, hey, all I need are the glasses. And then he giggled. 
And then it's like, oh my God, you sound just like Carlos. So he giggles just like Carlos. It's that girlish squealing giggle that he has. That's, <laughs> I love that. So now Wilbur really wants to meet Carlos. You know, he probably felt a little bit cheated. Like, yeah, you know, he should. William got to meet Jorge. So Jorge calls their apartment to tell Carlos, hey, I'm here with William and Wilbur, and I'm going to bring them back home. And oh. so I think he was only able to leave like a message, probably an answering machine or something. And they just headed over. So when they got there, they rang the doorbell. Carlos just, he was home and he just kind of stood there frozen. Didn't know what to do. He couldn't bring himself to open the door. He was just way too nervous about it. And then he heard Jorge on the other side of the door yelling at him to open the door. <laughs> and then he heard a giggle. A giggle <laughs> that sounded like, that. like his laugh coming from the other side of the door. So Carlos finally opens the door and all these people come in because it's Mm. Brian and maybe Janet was even there. I don't know about Laura. People from the BJs just came (laughs) with him. It was a great story. So They brought Bloomin' Onion. So first he sees his brother Jorge and then another Jorge wearing a strange sweater that he doesn't recognize. Then a woman, who I'm assuming is Janet, and then some other guy who would be Brian, and then he sees Carlos. Hmm. And so he's, I'm sorry, he doesn't see Carlos. He sees Wilbur, okay. who he thinks I'm just that's me. Yeah, I'm looking at myself. That would be amazing if you don't grow up as an identical twin. Yeah. That would be crazy to see someone who looks exactly like you. Yeah. Then again, you've always seen yourself in a mirror for the most part. It is a so bit you different. probably think, okay, it doesn't. Perfectly look like me. He punches hair in the wrong side, but which is kind of why when Wilbur and Jorge were showing pictures of each other, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it kind of looks like me. Yeah. but you know, you don't, you don't yeah. see the identical. You're more likely to look at yourself to have your image through mirror than through yeah. looking at pictures of yourself. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so Carlos and Wilbur just kind of looked at each other, screamed, and then they both <laughs> turned around. Screamed. Turned turned away from each other, covering their eyes and turning red all at the same time. That's weird. And then when Wilbur started speaking, Carlos realized that Wilbur had a speech impediment, <gasps> the same one that he had as a child, but he was able to get oh, speech therapy he went to, to fix he it. He was in Bogota, mm-hmm. not the middle. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yep. So then they all start. You know what? That is a ringing endorsement of speech therapy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to all of our speech therapists out there. I'm going to give you a hand, a round of applause. Good job. So they all started comparing notes, figuring, you know, trying to figure out how, what areas were they alike and what areas are they different. Carlos and Wilbur were both the family crybabies. God. Jorge and William were the sweet ones. Aww. Carlos and Wilbur were more organized. Carlos and Wilbur were the girl chasers, mm. and Jorge and William were the strongest. Oh. And did they have arm wrestling, kind of a round robin? They did do arm wrestling and all that kind of stuff. I don't they know if did? they did it that, was, okay. that night, but yeah. And so then they found that they did have some differences that seemed to be due to the environment that they were raised in. Like Wilbur's hands were much bigger and kind of covered in scars mm. from the knives and machetes that he had to use. So he's a klutz, basically. He well, just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he puts his hand on the, on the tree before he chops. Ah, damn it. I got to stop doing that. And Carlos liked to get manicures mm. and his nails even had clear nail polish on them, mm. which is fairly common. And he had gauges, so his Bogota. ear lobes looked different. 
William asked Jorge about their, his mother, and Jorge told him that she had died of cancer oh. four years earlier, oh. but he showed him a picture of her when she was young. And so they basically enjoyed the evening talking about similarities and stuff like that. So finally around midnight, William and... BJ's closes that late? Huh. They're at their apartment, Dean. Ah, damn it. So, but also, yes, BJ's, BJ's does so close that late. I should have yeah. gone with um, uh, Mimi's. Uh-huh. That's my bad. So William and Wilbur and everybody else mm-hmm. who had come with them left around midnight and... So then after they were gone, Carlos said, so what do we do? And then he started to cry. Aww. And he walked over to Jorge. Gave him we a we big stay in hug, touch, obviously. And said, I want to be your brother. Uh, they can all four be brothers. Mm-hmm. By the way, kind of a hurtful thing to say to your person you've grown up with who's in the same room. So I don't know. No, everybody else left. Oh, it's just Jorge and Carlos in it. their apartment. Okay, I thought And Carlos is four. saying, so now what do we do? Oh. I want to be your brother. Okay. We, it's you still actually can. very sweet. It's very sweet. And I ruined it by, I thought yes, all four were still there. No. My bad. Because okay. you're not listening. Not a lot Because you're now. so hung up on how Trying to think of BJ's more chain <laughs> restaurants that are out there. I can't. I thought of Mimi's. I threw that out. That was a new one. I, I will think of more. So Carlos continued to have difficulty with the entire situation. Yeah. And it's understandable because he knew he he was given a life and opportunities mm. that he wouldn't have he wasn't supposed to have. Yeah, he was yeah. supposed to be born out on a farm in a rural area with no their home where uh, William and Wilbur grew up. Uh-huh. It's a wooden shack. Oof. No running water, no refrigeration, no bathroom, no heat, no Yikes. air conditioning. Was it at least feng shui? No. Damn. I'll show you a picture. It's brutal. Not so, even you know, and I think there were six kids, two parents, and damn. So he room. would have grown up in he, abject poverty, yes. not have gone to high school, let yes. alone. Okay. Yeah. And that happened instead to William. William. Mm-hmm. Okay. So William is the one. Carlos could feel a little guilty, sure, but William is the one who would feel the most like, God, that really. I don't have the life I would have had. Yes. And remember, William is the one who wanted to get an education. Yeah, that's and what wanted, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But interestingly enough, Carlos didn't didn't feel that way. He felt mm. like he was the independent one. He felt if he was born out in the country, he would have found a way to get an education. Okay. So he would have figured it out. Yeah. That's not how he would have pulled himself okay. up by his own boots. Yeah, he's full of shit. Yeah. He didn't know. He had never been out there. He didn't know what it was like. All these legacy kids, you think, I did it by gumption and uh, hard work and my dad's first million. So Jorge knew, you know, that Carlos was struggling with the whole situation. So about six weeks after this meeting, to make Carlos feel better, Jorge went out and got Carlos's face tattooed, Mm. I think, on his chest. Getting weird. Next to the tattoo of their mother. And you thought it was weird that I I asked (laughs) if they kissed. Okay, that's a little bit weird. So this actually did make Carlos feel better. He thought it was a very nice gesture. Had a full body tattoo (laughs) of his entire body on his body. It was weird. But he also was realizing that Jorge and William were starting to become very close. Mm. They were spending time together. They were start, They were wearing the same sneakers, okay. shaving their goatees the same way. Jorge would go to the butcher shop where William worked, presumably on the weekends or at nights, and like 
like sometimes get behind the counter and start <laughs> helping customers out just to spend time <laughs> really? with his brother. And sometimes there's like he, a pound of roast beef. I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but um, let me try. And sometimes he would spend the night at William and Wilbur in William and Wilbur's tiny little apartment. Yeah. So they're I getting think, close. They're 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 they're, they're they were, which is all nice and and lovely and everything. But Carlos was feeling yeah. left out, and yeah, Carlos so, is a little bit of a baby. Well, this did kind of get some media and press and so all four twins agreed to participate in a twin study hmm. that was going to be conducted by a renowned professor whose area of expertise and research was in twin it's twin not studies. the same person who uh studied those triplets in the other episode no good that was too far in the past right she, correct okay she is at Cal State Fullerton. Oh. And her name is Nancy Siegel. Nancy Siegel. Uh-huh. Professor Siegel. Uh-huh. Huh. I don't know who that is. No, I know you don't. Okay. She was going to work in conjunction with a Colombian psychologist. I think it was this Colombian psychologist that contacted her and got her involved. They actually came to Colombia and had a whole little entourage go down to the farm where... William and Wilbur grew up mm-hmm. because that was Wilbur, William's condition. I'll agree to participate oh. in the study, but you have to go visit where Wilbur and I grew up so that you can see the context. You can see the oh. difference in the environments. Because Take a 12-hour hike to get there, but you have to go. It's like a like a six-hour drive and then a five-hour walk. You have to swim through Cayman-infested rivers. You can only drive so far, and then you have to get out and walk the rest of the way, and mm. it's real muddy. Mm. And Nancy's real going, messy. you know what? Mm, I'm a twin expert, or twexpert. <laughs> I don't do the jungle. She was like 62 or something oh, like that. Oh, God, time. you're going to kill this woman. She was very game. She had her little roller bag, you know, real, little roller suitcase. Which She's trying to do a roller suitcase. In the mud. Oh, well, that's Didn't not work a, very that well. Wasn't, so Carla, you got to backpack that, sister. William just picked it up and started carrying it hmm. on his back because at the age of six, he and his oh, mother man. would have to do that five-hour walk to get groceries. Oh, my God. So he was walking as a six-year-old Five hours to get groceries. Then they would spend the night at some nice lady's house near the grocery store. And and then they'd wake up the next morning and hike five hours back with carrying groceries on their backs, on their shoulders. I feel like you could build a shack within an hour of that town with the market. Well, but then you're not in your farm. Oh, that's you're a, that's a problem. Yeah. You're right. That's a problem. Yeah. Okay. I feel like um, the pilgrims and the um, you know pioneers did it, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Um, well, William was fine carrying Professor Siegel's suitcase. Still on thinking his shoulders, you could have brought a backpack, bitch. But he also thought, well, no, because he purposely didn't tell them oh. that it was going to be this arduous oh. of a trek to get that their makes place. him a dick because he thought they might say no. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He really you know why? Came in infested rivers. You're making a swim through. <laughs> So, but he thought, you know, I'm not, I have no problem carrying this bag, but maybe Carlos should be carrying it to see, you know. What? Because he knew Carlos was, was thinking, a dick. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he knew what Carlos's attitude was. So he mm. went over to Carlos and just handed it to him. So here, <laughs> nice. your turn. Yeah. Car- Carlos bitched about it the rest of the way. Remember, Carlos is the one who. He cares very much about his clothing mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. manicure. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as he's slogging through the mud, he was not enjoying, you know, mud 
up to his knees on his pants. I hope he wasn't wearing white pants, but probably, you know, probably. he wasn't enjoying it. What, m- what month is it? I'll tell you if he's wearing white pants or I not. I don't know what month okay. it was. Actually, in Colombia, that doesn't count. So anyway, so this is, I don't, I think this might be the first time that um, Carlos has been out on the farm. And so he meets it's the first his, time Carlos has been anywhere outside of Bogota. But he's got to meet his parents and his other siblings. Oh, man. And, and there were I'm other, surprised Carlos went on this trip. Yeah, there were a lot of other people there, a lot of other family members, extended family members. In fact, I think the parents don't didn't still live in the shack where they they grew up, but an older brother did or something. Mm. But the parents came there, and so it was there were it was a lot of people around, and that was a little bit difficult for Carlos too, and so it wasn't a great visit. The first mm. time for mm. for Carlos, all they did was read cop old copies of the National Enquirer the entire time and watched football on TV. <laughs> that that'd be your <laughs> family home. <laughs> so anyway, Jorge, you know, had been having lots of conversations with Carlos, and where Carlos expressed that he believed he would have still managed to get Jesus. an education, and he still probably would have been an accountant, and probably still working in the accounting firm where he was working now. So many sponge, Carlos. Kind of silly. So Jorge asked him, you know, after they had been out there and seen where William and Wilbur grew up. He said, have you seen Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Well, Well, he said, do you honestly believe that you still would have ended up being an accountant if you grew up out there? With your manicured manicured nails. No. And Carlos still refused to believe that he Mm. wouldn't have. He thought Mm. he would have found Mm. a way. So, like I said, this was hurtful to William because... Mm -hmm we know that he tried every way he possibly could to get into that officer training program, even after. So initially, you know, they said, you don't have a high school diploma. You can't, you can't be in the program. After he and Wilbur moved to Bogota, he tried again and he actually studied for the high school diploma. He just have to take a test like a GED. Mm -hmm. I imagine that was my idea. Yeah. And he passed, Mm -hmm. but then they said his score was too low what? for the officer training program. Uh, and because he had been already discharged from the military and given compensation because of some disease he contracted oof. during his service, they, they said he, he was ineligible for um, to re-enlist. Hmm. So, hmm. so, I mean, he was trying all these things. And when he went there to say, you know, I still, I want to re-enlist or whatever. He ba- basically just hung out until they forcibly took him off the premises and that took sounds, him to a bus station. That sounds awkward. Yeah, it was. So anyway. um, not as awkward as when Brian was with the guy crying on the bench. That was very <laughs> awkward. This is still awkward, but not, not as bad. So William, eventually he became kind of a celebrity in mm. uh, the nearest, I guess, town to where their farm was is La Paz. And he eventually decided he was going to run for mayor oh. of La Paz. And his brothers helped. I don't know which one of the brothers was essentially his campaign manager. I, I hope know. it wasn't Carlos. I, don't, I, I doubt Carlos I kind of don't think all. it was. It Carlos was probably didn't, Jorge. He didn't do any bell ringing. Uh, he didn't do any campaigning at all. It was probably oh. Jorge. Mm. He didn't win. Oh, but he I would still wants to to continue into politics or something. And Carlos has decided, I don't know how far they've gotten in this. I mean, obviously this was 10 years ago. He's going to write a play about it. 
Carlos decided to help William get his education. Oh. So he did, I think he kind of had a change of heart. So teach him to ride. And he did go spend, Carlos did go spend more time with his parents. He didn't grow up with a father, so... William and uh, Wilbur's father was still, both parents were still alive. Mm. So he, you know, went out there and spent more time with them and, you know, probably got more comfortable, but then realized, yeah, I was kind of a big dick. And well, that's good. <laughs> He's had a change of heart. Yes, he did. Carlos, so, you know what? Carlos grew up a little bit. Like I said, I don't know what their, um, Situation is now since all of these stories were from ten years ago. Really, but they did. The four brothers did move in together. Oh, see, I told you. So, yeah, you have so to they do that. did you all have live to do together. That. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nothing. How have they not written a book? They should write a book. Yeah, they should. Damn it. Hey, if you guys are listening, it does seem let's write a book for a TV yeah. show or a movie. A telenovela. Like yeah. Sure. A true a telenovela based on a true story. That'd be good. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Well, thank you, Carrie, in your continuing series of twin or yes. triplet-based oddities. Yeah. I appreciate you have more of these. Are there going to be a quadruplet, quadruplet, no. sextuplets but- who were all five switched six at birth? Seven? How many? What are six? I don't know. <laughs> but twin studies are very interesting. And you've heard of the gyms, right? You know, I think I have heard of Nancy Siegel because I think you mentioned her in the other one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every every twin study. She's the, she's the Twixpert. Yes. And she... What is Twixpert? That's even better. The, That's good. The real expert, I forget what his name is. Is he an expert on Twix, the, the candy twins. bar? He's in Minnesota, I think, mm. University of Minnesota or something like that. So Nancy Siegel studied with him. Oh, okay. And then, oh, I'm sorry. She's not the real expert. Well, Sounds a little sexist, older, Gary. Sounds so a little she's sexist. She's younger. But oh, she's 62, Gary. Yeah. Okay. And so, he's probably 80 something. He's dead. He's dead. He's died since he last read about that. I'm sure of it. But the gyms, they're. Twins separated mm-hmm. at birth and both adopted out, like in Ohio or something. They found each other in 1979. I don't know how, but it became a big story. They were probably on like Phil Donahue and stuff <laughs> because they were both named Jim. They both married women with the same name. Nan. Then divorced those women. Wow. And then they both got remarried to women with the same name. Wow. They both, you know, they Karen. had... They had very similar, they had uh, identical hobbies. They hmm. had identical, you know, speech patterns. They like. Well, they're identical twins. Yeah. It, it, it just, it weird. is weird how that makes for, I, I understand having speech patterns and things like that, even the way you walk, but having a, a, the same personality and yeah. interest, that, that seems that shouldn't be so associated with Marrying genetics. Women with the same name. That's, like that's just that's freaking weird. weird. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's odd. just a coincidence. Yeah, that's... And it's probably also a function of uh, probably the age they were when they got married or whatever, and they, I think they both still grew oh. up in Ohio. So. Okay. It, you know, if one of them had moved to New York City or California or something like that, it might have been a little bit yeah. different, right? Because their their environments were probably still very similar. And all women at that time were named Jan and Karen, so they it's not that weird that yeah. they did marry those women. So, so the twins that the um, researchers really want to study are the identical twins where like only one of them is gay or only one of them has autism or something like that. Or, ooh, one was a Nazi and one was a Jew during World War II. One was a Southerner, one was a Northerner. (laughs) And they fought it at Gettysburg and they realized, oh my God, 
Yeah. Well, one thing that Nancy Siegel did say was that these twins, uh, these identical twins, were not as similar as she thought they would be. Hmm. They would have been. But they had the same walk and the same giggle. Yeah. That's a lot of similarness-osity. Yeah. Huh. But probably well, the difference. She seems a little over-demanding, Nancy. The differences could be accounted for by the very different environments where they were raised. Yeah, the difference could be her not bringing a fucking backpack instead of bringing a roller <laughs> bag into the goddamn rainforest. That could be the difference, Nancy. Uh, that wasn't that big of a deal to anybody It's a but big you. deal to me. I don't appreciate it. Not happy with you, Nancy. You can, you can get those, those backpacks and they have the things with the water bottles that go into the side. It's handy. They're comfortable. Uh, I'm confused. Okay. So my takeaway is backpacks are better than roller bags. And also, identical, identical twins have the same giggle. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. Thank you. We'll look forward <laughs> to the next and version. And speech impediments. And speech impediments. See, Nancy, yeah. there's a lot of things. To, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm impressed yeah. with their similarities. Unlike Nancy. Yeah. Little Miss Rollerback. <laughs> okay. So, okay. okay. Thank you for bringing that. Until next time, folks. Thanks for listening.